0: on your TV in the past few weeks, it's possible that you've heard something like this.
1: Nowhere have Republicans held on to the big lie more fervently than the great state of Arizona. Uh,
2: not only are they introducing restrictive voting legislation, they are also undertaking a truly insane audit of the 2020 election vote five months after the election. What are the results? Are they going to have any real impact on Maricopa County's val- ballots?
0: No, they won't have any uh, impact because Maricopa County has already done two recounts themselves. And on Friday, an Arizona Republic reporter was escorted from the site, quote, after posting a photo showing a former Republican legislator at a ballot counting table.
1: The point is, this so-called election audit is obviously a scam. We already told you about how they were using 5K cameras to search for traces of bamboo on ballots to find out if they were smuggled in from Asia. After that, Jen Fifield from the Arizona Republic was banned by the cyber ninja auditors from posting any further updates. And so she goes dark for the day.
2: The Arizona audit will continue through the holiday weekend. One America's Christina Bob
1: has more from Phoenix. So there is some fear that BLM might meet behind a tilt-a-whirl, organize and then bum rush the situation. Uh, bad people can do bad things, and I'm not going to say what they may try to do.
0: The ongoing ballot recount in Maricopa County has been all over broadcasts from MSNBC to OAN to Comedy Central. Some of these national television organizations have tapped our Arizona Republic reporter colleagues for interviews, analysis, into what exactly is going on with the 2.1 million ballots being reviewed in downtown Phoenix.
1: And as the audit continues in the Coliseum, for the sixth week in a row, Arizona finds itself again asking, how do other states see us? With all of the televised attention, how does the state and its politics look from the outside? For this week's episode of The Gaggle, a politics podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, we talked with our colleague, media critic Bill goody
0: Bill has been covering the media's coverage of this audit for the Arizona Republic over the past several weeks. As he'd say, how meta. Bill, good to have you on.
1: Thanks for having me. Bill, it seems like we've been here before. Arizona's in the center of the political storm with Republicans charging into controversy. A decade ago, it was on immigration enforcement. Now it's on fair elections and administering elections and such. What's different this time, and how is our state looking to the national audience these days?
2: Well, I'll answer the, uh, the second question first. Um, I would say that to, to a national audience, uh, I, it's fair to say that in the eyes of the nation, let's say, uh, at least in the eyes of people who don't want to make January 6th a national holiday or something, I, I think we're we're a, a source of a fair amount of ridicule. Um, uh, as I mean, maybe we should be, I don't know. Anytime that bamboo enters the conversation, you're just inviting late night talk show hosts to to ridicule you. Uh, there's there's just no way around it and 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 in fairness uh the people who are looking for bamboo don't seem like they are defending <laughs> that it's ridiculous so I mean, they they um they just kind of take their lumps and 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 move on and keep looking for it I do think that it's um I mean we have been here before and we've been here before a couple of times actually I think uh I'm going to give you the uh, the sort of ultimate fence sitting answer. I mean, uh, is it different? Yes and no. Uh, I mean, we we've been popping up every now and then, uh, particularly since. I mean, you think about it from from the second Fox News called Arizona for Biden on election night. You know, the the spotlight turned on us, Uh, and that seemed kind of normal. And then actually, I thought kind of nice. I mean, you know, I, I, I write about media. It was kind of cool to have media all over the place. Uh, you know, oh, look at us—we're—we're—we're we're, we're an important state in a national election, deciding the country's future. That—that's pretty cool. I mean, this must be how Ohio felt all these years, you know. And then, and then, uh, of course, things changed, and thanks to the audit or whatever they're calling it now, and uh, it—it—it's—it's it's just different. I mean, the, the comparisons that I would draw are, are much like yours. I mean, to to the passage of EPIC 1070, that was when John Stewart gave, I think, the the ultimate put down that I don't believe has ever been surpassed or equaled when he called Arizona the meth lab of democracy. But I want to, I think you can go back a little bit farther too. I think that the, the, the fight over the, uh, the Martin Luther King holiday, uh, there was a lot of, uh, just so much coverage over that. And we weren't really used to it then. I mean, you know, uh, for better or worse, I mean, we're, we've, we've come a long way as a state, I think since then we're bigger, we're perhaps more politically sophisticated, although I think that that's always a debatable question, uh, but the coverage of that was pretty epic, and I thought it was pretty damaging. Um, for what it's worth, I was at a U2 concert at Sun Devil Stadium the Saturday before the election, in which the voters would decide whether they would establish a holiday. Uh, Public Enemy was the opening act. They played two or three songs and then walked off in protest. Uh, and before U2 played Pride in the Name of Love, they showed a huge picture of King on a giant screen, and Bono just said, you know what to do. And started the song, <laughs> and, and uh, I don't know that that's why the election passed, but I don't know that it's not. Uh, it was a pretty, it was a pretty, pretty good moment. But I feel like those are the times, at least in the times that I've been here, that we have been in this kind of media spotlight.
0: And the spotlight is playing out so differently depending on where folks are getting their news, right? I mean, you turn on MSNBC and invariably within an hour you're going to see coverage of the audit you turn on oan and it's non-stop you put on newsmax non-stop breitbart non-stop cnn practically nonstop. so to me it feels like it really you know everyone's covering it the degrees to which just differ sort of based on whether you're sort of looking for your niche kind of News, or whether you're trying to go to more of a mainstream um, uh, network or or space. I mean, how are you seeing it play out? And is it the same story that's being told? Is no. is it being accurately portrayed?
2: <laughs> I, I can say with with assurance, no, it is not. I think that um, that the more mainstream uh, networks, uh, certainly CNN and MSNBC, NBC in particular, are are. You know, calling it out is, is kind of a farce, uh, and um, I think that Fox News uh, goes in a little more deeply on you know, oh well, they're, they they t- they take the uh, what has become almost the mainstream Republican response, which is we're just trying to ensure fair elections, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I guess the first two weren't good enough; they they didn't count. Uh, but the um, uh, but then when you when you when you drop off into things on max no way I mean, they're, they're they're a part of it that, you know, they're not just covering it. They're part of it, which is of course, absurd. I mean, that, that, that really just, I mean, takes away whatever objectivity you might even have pretended to have. Uh, I will say that, that when it comes to that, when it comes to objectivity, I keep falling back on the old saying that like, if one person tells you it's raining and the other person tells you it's not, it's not your job to quote both of those people. It's your job to look out the damn window and see if it's raining or not and, and tell your readers or your listeners or your viewers that. And I have to say that with the exception of, of some of the more fringe uh, fringe outlets, and I think that you can still safely park OWN and, and, and Breitbart and, and Newsmax in that category – uh, they, they make a lot of noise, but they don't have big audiences. Uh, it's just that their audiences yell really loudly. Um, I, I think that they they have done a good job of going in there and telling us what's going on. I think that – I think local media in particular, but also the national media, they have done great work. Um, th- think about where we'd be if they hadn't. We wouldn't know anything. We would be sitting – what would happen, I believe, and I truly believe this, is the thing would have taken two weeks. Somebody would have marched out and said, oh, you know what, Donald Trump actually won uh, Arizona by 60,000 votes. I think that that would have been – and I think that they would have been happy with that and, and maybe half the state would have been happy with that. I don't know. Thankfully, local media uh, came together actually, which th- – this is a pretty competitive news market, uh, you know, particularly in television – and the media came together and got the information that was needed.
1: It's impossible at this moment, at least, to know where all of this leads is in terms of findings and, and how it will be cast by those who are declaring those kinds of findings. But is it all bad for Arizona right now? Is it, is it you know, if we are focusing on election administration and the sentiment seems to be that Arizona handled the election mostly as you would expect to see it. Is this necessarily a bad thing for us, or is this sort of uh, you know there's inescapably a black eye on on the state?
2: I I, I think it is a black eye. I think it's like saying uh, let's say that the Suns win the uh, the NBA championship. You know, if only knockwood. wood. Uh, and, and then it would be like, let's say let's say they beat, um, who, the 76ers, say. Um, and then what if Philadelphia, after the finals, said, no, the, the games are rigged, they were thrown, we know that the referees cheated. Uh, it, there would be no proof of it, and most people would think it was absurd, but there would be a certain segment – and, and actually, the the seventy sixers are a good example because Philly fans would definitely go in. They would go in whole hog for this, uh, but they would go in for some sort of conspiracy theory, and and it just puts a pall over things. I mean, what what's getting reported right now? I mean, is the the original story, the real story, is that it, Arizona ran a really clean election, right? I mean, you guys know a lot more about that than I do, but but that's my take on this. The the election was very clean. There were no great problems, nothing like that. How often do you see that in the story? I mean, th- what you see are are people basically just kind of making fun of the audit or defending the audit. And neither side really goes back, and we should, I think, go back and say, whoa, let's take a step back here. This thing was clean. This is something different.
0: So one of the things that we hear a lot of is um, Arizona's reputation you know, the state's going to be really damaged by, um, you know, having the black eye. They're the Wild West out there. And, you know, they can't even run elections, right? And then when they do, they won't even accept the elections. And you hear all sorts of worries from business leaders about the, you know, their ability to recruit corporations or to get people to expand their business operations here. But, you know, how real is that really? I mean, we're one of the fastest growing states in the country. Um, Florida has, is a state, for example, that serves up all kinds of crazy news, but it's also a place where a lot of transplants still go to. So, I mean, what, what effect does any of this have, if any, on, on our reputation and people's desire to, to be here?
2: Are we the new Florida man? Is that the? Uh, <laughs> is this going to be Arizona man from now on? I mean, obviously, Florida and Arizona have, you know, for, at least for most of the year, pretty good weather. That's going to attract people who don't want to shovel snow anymore and that kind of thing. I don't think that'll ever stop. I mean, I, I think some things trump politics, uh, no pun intended. Uh, but I do think there's a difference. Um, I, I think a Florida man stories is like some guy that was determined to find a golf ball he lost and he wrestled an alligator for it and he lost his arm up to the, up to the shoulder or something. But by God, he got his ball back, you know, and he, and he finished out his round with one arm or whatever. I I mean, I feel like this is in some ways more damaging. This is, I, I mean, you look at how other States are now looking at us and saying, Hey, well, if they can do a kind of a weird audit with people who have never done one before, so can we, why not? Seems to be, you know, they seem to be, doing this for a long period of time i, I think that we're, we're becoming this sort of beacon of bad election law and, and which when we shouldn't be and 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 while that's kind of stupid if you if, if you know the facts of it i feel like it's also kind of dangerous and i think it also uh, you know it's not a good look
1: talking about looks and what is seen uh, beyond the audit, we've seen a lot of uh, political figures uh, from this state on national television. Uh, and among them has been folks like Kirsten Cinema, uh, who has taken her share of criticism from the left, it seems. Uh, but there's also folks like Katie Hobbs who is now running a gubernatorial campaign that seems fueled in in part on this national persona as someone upholding, you know, the election administration uh, sort of thing. We've also seen Doug Ducey, by the way, take his turn uh, getting hit from uh, the right often for having done much the same by rejecting a call from President Trump at the time. Uh, how do these folks come out of all of this? And is this a lasting national uh you know, persona, a star turn that that just won't end, or is this something that is is you know ephemeral as as the audit itself?
2: I I mean, it's it's probably too early to tell. I think that that Katie Hobbs, I think, is actually very good on TV. She knows. Um, I don't know if she has a media coach or what, but but she knows what interviewers want, uh, particularly you know like CNN types or MSNBC or whomever. Uh, the uh, I feel like Ducey. Is markedly less comfortable on camera. I mean, he he doesn't have that kind of personality. Um, he he may be the funniest guy in the world to have a beer with. I have no idea. I've never spoken to the man in my life. Um, but but he just comes off as a little more stiff. You know, a little you know uh, a little just uncomfortable uh doing that i think he's probably more comfortable you know kind of behind the scenes cutting deals and doing stuff like that than he is i think Hobbs is very comfortable <laughs> cutting deals in front of people and forcing the issue Cinema's a wild card who knows you get the idea that she could be really good um with media i think she certainly she sort of has been in the past but she's just taken this this tack with media that that honestly i it, it mystifies me a little bit I, I feel like she is uh, one of, you know, two or three people in all of government right now that everybody wants to hear from, um, and, and they want to hear something, they, they you know, and I, my personal feeling is explain yourself, good or bad. Some people are going to be, you know, some people will agree, some people will disagree, but at least you've said something. I don't really understand this, uh, this kind of vanishing act when she is, I mean, she is so clearly, and, and I don't... This is not a political observation. I think this is just a body language and a human behavior observation. She clearly wants attention, but she wants it so much on her own terms that I think that the the game is kind of passing her by a little bit.
0: Do you see any other political figures out there who are receiving the level of attention that uh, Senator Cinema is, as you noted? I mean, she very rarely um, speaks to the press. She, she, she does, um, prioritize local media, Arizona media, and therefore Arizona voters, um, ahead of speaking to the national press, but her comments come so infrequently. Um, and she does seem to, to catch so much, um, criticism for that. Do you see any sort of disparate treatment by the media in approaching her as a, political figure, as a newsmaker, as an elected official?
2: I don't know that it's different. Um, I I mean, you can, unless you're in DC and, and you can try to sort of, you know, uh, you know, talk to her while she's walking between meetings or something. Uh, I don't know what you can do other than request access. And if they don't give you the access, I mean, you, you can keep yeah, all you can do is keep asking and asking and asking. I don't know. I mean, I think that there are certainly other, you know, when in terms of uh, other people who get a lot of uh, exposure, both locally and nationally. I mean, you know, Paul Gosar has his moments. <laughs> he um, he, uh, uh, in in a slightly less uh, uh, what would you call it, diplomatic fashion, I guess. Um, but I think that we're you know the media is the media are probably not done with him. Uh, I think that, in and Andy Beggs, I think there are some things that are, uh, that are, that are still to come perhaps with him. I just think, I, I mean, maybe I'm old and maybe I am, maybe I'm old fashioned. I don't think I am, but there was a time when even your U.S. senators carved out a little bit of time whenever you requested it for local media, for your, and, and you know, and it wouldn't just be the Republic, which is the biggest newspaper in the state, by the way, it would also be the Mesa Tribune or whoever else. And you know, this is not to say you got twenty-four hour access, but you got some. If you requested it, you probably got it. And those days, uh, I mean, you—you, you, it's not just in politics, by the way. You can look at what's going on in sports media right now, um, and you can see that these—that the people who are the subject of stories are very much trying to control the message more than they ever have. And I think that they see the media rather not so much as a facilitator of sharing that message as an impediment,
1: Bill. this is uh, you know, maybe the million dollar question here. But as far as the media and its effects, the distorting effects of being in the national glare and such, do you have a sense of how much of what we're seeing, for example, from the Senate Republicans who have enabled this audit, how much of that is driven by their own uh, impulses and, for example, former President Donald Trump's uh, uh, ability to still harness interest in this subject, and how much of it is driven by a media that is uh, intent on driving this as a national story to continue to dig into? Which one is is leading, and which one is is taking cues from the other, if if either can they can they be separated? Well, I mean, I'm not very good at math,
2: but I th- I think that I will take the former. I, I I think it's that they're they're trying to make a sort of a media splash, and I think Trump kind of led the way, or he didn't pioneer that, but he he sort of perfected it. Um, uh, the and I don't I. I the reason I say I'm not very good at math, I don't think that there is a number greater than 100 percent, but that's about where I would put that. Um, I, th- I think that um, – uh, when's the last time there was a story about uh, uh, about anybody on either side of the aisle who proposed legislation or what that legislation was? Wait. What is what bill is Margie Taylor Greene sponsored? Uh, you know, any, I don't know, maybe, 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 maybe many, but I, but, but that's not what's in the news. And maybe that is more incumbent upon media to, uh, to report about that kind of stuff. But look, we, our audience, as we all well know, they kind of decide what, what we, what's important. I mean, as it should be to some extent. And, uh, the fight is now. You know that what people want to read about and see and listen to and i don't think that necessarily uh, i don't think that really serves the audience all that well and i don't i certainly don't think it serves uh the government and the country that well uh but it's what they are spending their time on uh to an increasing extent i mean everything is a is a media opportunity now i think that goes first and foremost and uh actually running the country seems to be kind of this you know this occasional afterthought if you can get to it you can but you know but if you if you've got to do your fox news hit that actually takes precedence uh i i mean but what's fox news going to do you know not have kevin mccarthy on i mean you know of course they are you know what's doug ducey going to do not go on sean hannity of course he's going to go on sean hannity he'd be a fool not to Um, you know, if, well, unless Hannity turned on him like Trump did, but he didn't. So, you know, I'm sure that they, some of that stuff probably gets worked out beforehand. But I mean, the audience decides a lot of this stuff and, uh, increasingly, uh, this sounds cynical, but I increasingly sort of think of voters as an audience.
0: All right. Well, great analysis as always. I do want to also just add a little note in here that the Republic does try to cover as much legislation as we possibly can for our um, readers. It is important. This is the bulk of what um, our lawmakers are elected to go and do. And yes, while oftentimes boring and wonkish, it's really important stuff. And you can find um, some of that coverage on easycentral.com. Bill.
2: I, I do believe in the last five years, local media uh, has done a bang-up job, uh, as as good as or better as any time I've been working in media. Um, I, I didn't mean to disparage it. I was talking more about the the the, the, the bigger the national stories and the, and the uh, and the ones that um that that naturally politicians sort of you know, are attracted to and, and want to get their, their stories out there.
0: Totally understand. And um, we would like more policy discussions and more boring um, coverage to happen. It is uh worthwhile coverage. And again, that is what our elected officials are sent to Washington to do bill. Thank you so much. Where can people find you on Twitter?
2: They can find me at, at goody K and, um, and I hope they do. <laughs> and, um, and if you have any good tips any cool tips uh, I'm, I'm just like you guys I'm, I'm always ready very good Bill thanks for your time thank you guys
0: that's it for today Gaggle listeners as a courtesy note audio in today's episode came from MSNBC NBC The Daily Show OAN and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and Late Night with Seth Meyers. While we still have you, please don't forget to rate and review our show and share it with a friend. If you want to reach out to me, I'm on Twitter, at Yvonne Winget.
1: And I'm at Ronald J. Hansen. That's H-A-N-S-E-N. Today's episode was edited and produced by Amanda Liberto. Thanks so much for listening to The Gaggle, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com.
0: Also, be sure to check out Valley 101, an Arizona Republic and Azcentral podcast that answers all of your questions about the valley. From silly to serious, you ask the questions and we find the answers. For The Gaggle, I'm Yvonne Wingett Sanchez. We'll see you next week.